Welcome to Pig Ignorant Gamers number nine. We took Christmas off because we all had uh, family things to do or avoid. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so, so we're back, fresh-faced in the new year. Uh, I'm Graham Goring. I'm Mark Foster. And I'm Dave Williamson. Yay, Dave. <laughs> Never gets old. It got old originally. Um, so Dave has got the list of things. So Dave's, Dave's uh, in charge of the podcast today. No. <laughs> you, look, you are the one with the iPad that lists, because we are even less prepared than usual. Because you think, you know, Christmas, take Christmas off, play loads and loads of games and that and stuff, and uh, didn't really happen too much. Mm. Wasn't very, very prepared. Can you move the pop shield on your mic so it's actually in front of the mic? Yes, so, I can do that. Well, yeah, but, and closer as well, because you're always quite, I always have to boost you up and you're just, you're just trouble you are. <sighs> All right, okay. Oh, well, this we good. That wasn't, that wasn't too difficult, was it? There we are. That's nice. Good. So much effort. I have to move my limbs. You won't get any sausages later. That isn't a euphemism, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it isn't because we've got the Bramley apple ones, which Dave's looking forward to, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think everyone will be looking forward. Apple sausages are great. I don't think they are personally. I I mainly bought them because I thought Dave likes those. I think if you pair fruit with meat, it's just a great combo. In some cases, like for instance, I love a terrine. Which you know, which has got you know meat and fruit in it. I love a terrine. Okay. The sausages, you know, I'm on the fence about. We ha- this is immediately going off on a random tangent. But I had some amazing cheese at my parents' house. Okay, it was so- like Worcestershire and cranberry or something like that. I mean Worcestershire sauce, not the actual county. It, it was I don't know, it was some kind of cheese. It began with W, and it was a place, and it was a kind of cheese as well. Oh, it was that kind of thing. But yeah, it was crumbly and delicious, and it had cranberries in and. So cheese or meat plus fruit equals good. Hang on. Wensleydale? Wensleydale, yeah. That's it a wasn't Wensleydale, isn't it? it? Wasn't, no. I can't remember. <laughs> Worcestershire. Something like that. Have you ever had that Mexicana cheese? No. It's like cheese with chilies and, oh, it's amazing. Just, oh, so good. Oh, I've had chilli cheese before. Yeah, but not just chilli. Not just kind of, ah, my bum! Cheese. <laughs> like, <laughs> like... Yeah, I think you're eating that wrong. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese with subtlety. You're not meant to just work it into the ring. Uh, <laughs> it's, it could, it's not a suppository. No. But I thought that's why cheese string comes in that shape, isn't it? Oh, it slips no. right up there. And you can just tear it strips off. It comes in that shape and it has absolutely no flavour. So you just it's... tear strips off for the right size of anal <laughs> I can't believe we left those five minutes in. <laughs> not even Jesus. That. So anyway, uh, we had a good, you had a good Christmas, right? Yeah. 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 Good. Um, no, I played some games because I played you know, like the the new Zelda on 3DS, and uh, I got I got well, well, it's not I got a PS4. I'm, I'm wary to say that because we're in Burnage, and I feel like just saying that out loud will encourage thieves, um, because it is not the most salubrious of locations where I live. Fun fact: a week after we recorded this, I was burgled, and they did steal my PS4 and PS3 and laptop. The c- but, um, yeah. Okay, so, so I've got a PS4, and so we've got Resogun. We, we had a quick blast on, which is quite good. But, uh, but what should we start with? Because we've got, we got a big shit starter section this month, because we've just gone through Kickstarter, and apparently no good projects get started over the Christmas period. No. It, it was full of shit. Depressing shit in some cases, but just shit. Um, so that's, that'll be something to look forward to. Um, but what have you got on, on your list? Ludum Dari. 
Yeah, may as well start with Ludum Diary. Yeah. Because, uh, well, somebody, Mr. Mr. Big Big Bollock Chops, made another game that's made the, the headlines and whatnot. Were you? All right. What's, you, it, what's it called again? Titan Souls. That's that's a very derivative title, if you don't mind me saying. <clears throat> well, yeah, we went into it and said, we should we should try and make Shadow of the Colossus in three days. And then we did it, sort of. And then we were like, oh, what do we call it? And, oh, you've got a role like Dark Souls. We'll call it something Souls. And we were, we had Titan because Titan did, is a big thing. Did, well, did you type Colossus into thesaurus.com? <laughs> First pick? No, it was, because it was uh, from the uh, show Attack on Titan, Japanese anime. So like, oh yeah. It's, it's quite a good show that, I quite like it. It's amazing, I love it's it. Creepy. I've read the like manga and stuff because after it ended, I was like, I need to know more. I need to know what happens. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that was, those were my inspirations for that. Shadow the Colossus in three days. Yeah. And t- Attack on Titan. <laughs> But uh, are you, and are you planning on doing anything with it? That we are, we are, we have started like tentatively stepping towards making it a thing. Like I ported a game engine. You, I was going to say, do you mean like with the, the the disastrous last thing that you did that with? It wasn't disastrous. <laughs> no, I mean the game came out really well, but on in terms of that that, that... it wasn't efficient in terms of making money for us. Yeah. It was like half minimum wage. It ended up being that kind of thing. But with a bit like you're working with people who know what they're doing this time, which is exciting. Well, if that happens, then yeah. yeah that's why I'm good. not mentioning names. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, see? I'm classy like Even though you've put it on Facebook, haven't you? Yeah, but there's like people I know on there. It's not like shouting it to the internet on Twitter. But it doesn't... Anyway, yeah. yeah. We'll anyway, we'll, so, we'll so that's good. But, but, um, but how much... I mean, how much bigger are you going to make? Because it was, it was basically four bosses. If we... If, like, we plan to do around 20 bosses with like a quarter of them being secret or maybe more. Depends how fast we do them. Because I think churning out bosses isn't too, isn't too bad to get a concept down, but then polishing it is like a more like difficult bit. So in, in the jam, they were just, they were pretty rough like ideas that were just like, what's the fastest thing I can make? It's like, oh, this, it jumps and it rolls. I'll just go with that. So it was, it was obviously just like a time thing. Mm. So, some some of them there definitely need a lot of work. So, we like spend the, every day. I'll write down a new boss idea and like think about how to use that. So, we've definitely got loads of ideas for it. That's cool. And it was fun to make, so it should be fun to continue to make. And when do they announce you as the winner? I don't think I'm going to win. Like, <laughs> genuinely, don't think I'm going to win because it was very hard, and the people didn't like that. Yeah, he won. Or people loved it. So. A lot of people might have given me like five stars and stuff, but a load of people I reckon will have one starred it because they would have been super pissed off at the game because I made them walk back to the boss. I was like, "Oh no, I've wasted fifteen seconds of someone's life." Whereas you did put a maze before one of the bosses. Though. Yeah, but it was, the, it was an easy boss. It, it was only in hindsight I thought that maze is a bit of a dick. Actually. <laughs> and they're like, "Ah, oh, no, it's fine. I, I could, I could still get to the Colossus in under thirty seconds if you roll properly." My speed, my speed of playing through the entire game, like because. Um, I got like what was it called like X split or whatever it is, so you can do speed runs and time stuff. Because uh, Fee said like, oh, I beat it in like two minutes thirty, or no, it was three minutes. And then Andrew did it in two minutes thirty, and then I did it in two minutes seven seconds is my fastest time. So I beat the entire game that quickly. Fucking hell! So you can run to those bosses pretty quick, but uh, yeah, it was super fun to me. So yeah. with five times as many bosses, that you'd be charging for a game that can take as little as ten minutes to beat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where do I give you my money? If you're bloody good at it, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that's that's, that's jolly good. It's, yeah. it's, it seems that you know these Ludum Dory things are working out for you like really well. 
Mm. I think uh, I'm good at jamming, but not good at making games, though. Yeah, because in, in the really small, now. oh, it's taking forever. But like in the really small amount of time you get for a jam, it's like, well, I can't. I'd normally say like, oh, I'll do this later, but you're like, no, I can't do it later. I've got to do it right now. So you put, you don't put things off. You code and make something terrible really quickly and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's a really weird use of like everything's so quick in a jam, and I can never be as efficient outside of it, and it's really annoying. Yeah, yeah, Chrome what? is taking way too fucking long, isn't it? Wait, well, you should just declare like an unofficial Ludum Dar of your life, like the Mark Ludum Dare. And what? Just just do that all the time? Yeah, just just crunch until <laughs> you either finish. The I can't or do die. that though. It's just it, I'll just die after about a week. Well, you, think of how much you'll get done in that week. But I'll be I'll be dead after it, so it won't be that great. Well, but just, we'll have chroma. Yeah, not even a week or so. <laughs> not even a solid. Well, I've got to do so much artwork and stuff on it. But yeah, ho- hopefully I'll still be on track. All right, go and Dave, you did a game, didn't you? Uh, yes. I think game is a bit of a strong word, actually. Um, <laughs> it's because it's just it's about lasers and mirrors and that, which you know a lot of good games. Deflector, one of my favourite Spectrum games, was about lasers and mirrors. But it's just, just oh, just guesswork. I mean, it's like it's either really obvious or it's completely just oh. You should have stuck if it was forty-five degree angles on their mirrors. I could have probably dealt with it. No, well, we should say what your one's called again, though. It's called Laserbug. Laserbug. There we are. So and it's worth having a look at. You say worth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's, I, look, I look at pictures of cats on the internet, so my standards for <laughs> what is worth having a look at are very low. So I would say, have a look at it. But I enjoyed making it, that's yeah. all that matters. But that was it, this was the most enjoyable one for you, wasn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. Why? I don't know. Hang on, remembering it now, on the day you just looked super stressed out all the time, because you were just like going, why doesn't this work? Why doesn't this work all the time? That that was because I'd had no sleep. So, oh, there was that as well. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, you walked in the morning. What? And you were just on the couch asleep or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I had. I think it was three hours sleep Jesus. that weekend. Grim. And, Why? And not because I was. I, I went to an all night party in the middle of Ludum <laughs> Dare. Well, someone's a bit naughty. <laughs> he got a game done. It's fine. Was that with with all the other Ludum Dare people? No, we did oh, go okay. to the pub two days though. Like, the first day you went to, like, Common or something. and then No, the first day was the Rock, Paper, Shotgun meet-up, I think. Right. And the second day you went to Common Bar. I, I didn't. I just went straight to an all-night party. Then sh- virtually straight from the all-night party, straight back to Ludum Dari. Shit. Mental. Yeah. Yeah, you're like a rock star video game developer, you are. <laughs> Famous developer, game game maker. No. Dave this, this is the lifestyle that, you know, all you listening people could have if you produce something like <laughs> Cactus Ash. getting a Steam sale. Yeah, that's it. Them Steam sales and and I think you're in you you were in um, humble over Christmas weren't you? Yeah. So just c- caning the money in. You can't actually. <laughs> oh, um, isn't it true that you can't actually spend the money fast enough? Uh, that my actually, wife can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this, does she? No, but she'd be the first to admit. <laughs> she has more handbags than she needs. <laughs> that will be two handbags, wouldn't it? Though, Cause, I mean, <laughs> you can't carry two handbags without looking like a div. So you only need one handbag. Right. I don't know how she'd try. I'm tempted to get a man bag. <laughs> well, Phil's got one, my housemate, and I I think they're really practical. Because I what carry a, What about are... a backpack, though? No, because... No, see, a backpack is stupid. Like, for a start, you have to 
take it off when you get on the train. Whereas a man bag, I think they can look stylish. Oh, so you get one with like a space invader. Is a instance. man bag a handbag held by a man? No. No, they're bigger and they go over the shoulder. They're more like a satchel, I would say. Well, that would be like a laptop bag. Is that a man bag? Yeah, I would say that's kind of a laptop bag. It's, it's, it's somewhat more specialised and, you know, it doesn't have... It's kind of thin, so it doesn't really hold as much stuff. Well, also, it's not waterproof at all. I think a man bag is quite typically made of a leathery type thing, so it's it's. This is good quality podcasting right here. Look, we've got to make it to an hour somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and certainly the amount of stuff we've done over Christmas does not warrant that, you know, from the game We've talked about the, the important things we did over Christmas, like the amounts of cheese we ate and such such things. Yeah, I didn't eat a lot of jars. I was my mum's, so it was too mostly... sticking up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Some of the finest cheeses are produced that way. Oh, um, this is horrible. Anyway, right, so, uh, blah, 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 stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other games? So, so you two did games. I didn't, obviously, because I'm a lazy gobshite. I am, I spent about a week writing some joypad code. This is how slow I am. So what did other people make that we enjoyed playing? Um... Well, Gundari. my my favourite of the lot was uh, Orbitalis. By uh, Alan starting Zucconi. with a zero. Yes. Yeah, zero. It does start with a zero. So yeah. So <laughs> what is it about, Dave? Tell me, what is Orbitalis about? It's um, essentially a puzzle game, two D puzzle game, where the there's a representation of a, a solar system mm-hmm. or a solar light system, um, and you have to fire your little satellite out. Um, to have a stable enough orbit to stay in the system until the timer goes. Without twatting into a planet or the sun. Yes. Um, And you obviously can control your initial um, launch angle and launch power velocity. Mm. So, And it's a very simple concept, but um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I had a great bash on it as well. Have you played it, Mark? Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's quite tweaked. It's got a nice presentation, nice simple sort of minimalist stuff. But but uh, yeah, it was. It, there's not much more to say about it, though, is there? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to it, but um, it's just really re- nicely done. I just really like the, the uh, all of, all about it, like the graphics, the, even the even the sound, even though it's just some static. And mm-hmm. the way it's a really Beeps. the way it's just like one idea, but then it keeps introducing different ways to use it like adding multiple planets and different satellites and stuff like that is quite interesting yeah and then there's some that actually push your your little satellite away as yeah. well instead of drawing it to them with gravity so I didn't get that far obviously but it really <laughs> reminded me of Osmos a bit some of the levels in Osmos had these things where you were stuck in orbits around things yeah um, if it is Osmos I'm thinking of I'm pretty oh, sure it is orbits. okay well so that that's a game Orbitalis um, or Orbitalis? Orbitalis. Yeah, but well, you were saying earlier that he's he's making it into a full game. As yeah, well. I think he is. He's expanding it, making it into a full game. So we might when, see more. When of that you game. say a full game, because it doesn't, it doesn't I seem like you'll a... put more elements into it then. Yeah, but isn't the simplicity what makes it? I yeah, mean... but you can always have more levels and stuff, can't you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, more I, of it to play. I would, I would kind of get as long as it doesn't get repetitive or anything. Then. Well, that's what I would worry would happen. I'm sure it'll be still be quite a short game, basically. Hmm. But I don't know. I could play it for ages. <laughs> it's my kind of game. You own a, new a cool thing though. to see. In it, actually, <laughs> would be the like inclusion of like some kind of editor, so you could make your own little soul system that people have to solve puzzles for. I reckon that would be cool. I'd like, I'd like to just try and make stable orbits as well. Yeah, maybe you should have some levels where you do have to do that as like the target. <laughs> anyway, yeah. 
good. So if he listens to this, that's what we think you should do. We'll send him a copy. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Super Steve. Oh, yeah, this is this. It was almost like Paradroid, I suppose. Yes, yes. But Paradroid, if it was kind of very prescribed and short. It was really short, yeah. It was it was the nice, um, you know, like, idea. But then they hadn't had time to do uh, anything with it. Yeah, it was it was like the, the first two minutes of a game. Yeah, well, uh, not even that. Yeah. <laughs> but the graphics were great. Yeah, I mean, the graphics are quite, you know, pleasant enough, certainly. But, um, yeah, not much of a game. But effectively, it was kind of, it was effectively Paradroid. But, it, do you know what? It's how Paradroid would be if it was done as a game today, really. In that it was all sort of presentation and then it never got to the actual game. Yeah. So, yeah. It's Paradroid 2010. Or so. Because it was Paradroid 90. So that's why. Was that really? Yeah, did you never play Paradroid 90? I don't think so. And it was on the um, Atari and the Amiga. It's good. It has uh, really nice shiny graphics. I just remember it was on the Spectrum originally. Wasn't no, it? it wasn't. Paradroid was on the Commodore 64. Quasitron and Magnetron were on the Spectrum. They were the isometric ones. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Seem really annoyed by that. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of, because it would have been nice to have Paradroid on the Spectrum, but it was a, one of those games that the C64 had over us. Fuckers. Their fat pixels and their stupid browns. <laughs> so, yeah. And also, they had the good version of Action Biker, whereas we had a fucking diabolical version of it. It was a game that was sponsored by KP Skips. D- to be honest, whenever there was a game on both, they, it was always awful on Spectrum. Whoa! Not true. Hey, I'm a huge Spectrum fan. Uh, but... Isometric games were generally much better on the Spectrum because the Commodore had, you know, genuine problem with all the masking and stuff because it did all of it via hardware. So things like Head Over Heels were better on the Spectrum. Fair enough, I'll give you that. And also, generally speaking, we'd have like, uh, there'd be loads of stuff like School Days and Back to School, which came out on the Spectrum first, and they were really lazy ports to the Commodore, where they were basically I identical. Didn't know it was ported to the Commodore. I think it was, yeah. And it was, um, it just looked identical. It's like the Dizzy games, all, all they were identical to Spectrum ones, but without Color Clash, really. They didn't bother actually doing new graphics or anything. So that was the I only actually thing. like Attribute Clash. <laughs> It's kind of. That was it. There was a Kickstarter about that. The guy who did Slightly Magic. Do you remember? It was a really... Yeah. Oh, a old Spectrum game. But it was like Dizzy. Stuff like that. And and he was doing... Uh, he was doing like a porting it. And he wanted like 20,000. And it was just literally the Spectrum graphics, but without Attribute Clash. <laughs> it was a little bit sad, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what game was that then we were talking about? Oh, Stupid Steve. Okay. <laughs> Wow, we get off topic. What else? What's next? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I think it's Reaction 28, but not spelled as Reaction. So it was Reaction with a, a C instead of the T. So it's yeah. R-E-A-C-C-I-O-N. Reaction. Reaction? Reaction. Now, this game was a mindfuck, I thought. It's like a really simple principle, and then this thing that happens in it, which makes it not a simple principle. I would say. So the basic, the basic idea of the game is that you have a top-down view of... This is the one with the mirrors, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm glad you're describing it because I don't think I could describe it. Okay, so imagine you have like uh, a top-down view of a series of mirrors and you, you fire a, um, ball. a ball into it and they bounce off the mirrors and then you have to get them to the goal. And the point is that you have to choose one mirror to rotate in order that it gets all the way there. And you think, well, that sounds simple. 
That I can do that. But the problem is, every time the ball hits one of the mirrors, it will rotate by um, uh, 90 degrees, uh, thus becoming the sort of opposite mirror. Um, and at that point, it's just, oh, fuck it. I'm just going I'm just going I'm, I'm just going to choose random mirrors until I get the right one in the, in some of the cases some of them you can you can think it through and it's like oh okay um but but so many of them it was just it was there were so many stages to the puzzle that by the time the ball had actually got to its destination all of the mirrors had flipped like three or four times and there's no way you could really think that through I don't think because you've got to keep it's not like you can just look at the screen and fit, trace the route because you've got to remember which mirrors will have turned. So, it, when it had the simple puzzles, yeah, the simpler levels were the better levels. The simple levels were all right, and when it introduced new elements, like um, rather than just mirrors, you had these things that it either passed through or it bounced back off. And each time you hit them, they would rotate. So the next time it hit it, it would pass through it either vertically or horizontally. Um, and that there was a couple of nice puzzles with that, and then they got too complicated. And then, then then there's ones where two things are linked, so that when one of them gets hit and rotates, another thing also rotates as well. And that was just like, well, I am checking out. It was, it was a nice, it was a, some really nice ideas in it, but it did fall into the trap of the classic sort of uh, simulate difficulty by putting loads of fluff in there. Yeah. So there's just a load of excess shit visually that wasn't did like didn't need to be there. Like the big chains of it bouncing off like fifty different things. Where you're only changing one bit of it, it just wasn't needed. Yeah, the one I like when where because um, normally you have to choose what you're going to rotate, and then the level starts. But there's some when it already starts moving, and then you have to. I thought those were bad. They they were good. I thought, and and then there was only about four of them, and it was like now we're onto the next gimmick, which mm. was so yeah, that was. Ah, quite but cool. that does come back later. Right. Okay. Well, I have not got the patience to get. Once you've got all the other complicated stuff you know, in, it comes you, back. Do you know? I've just realised actually, because the game's in Spanish, right? Is it Spanish? I think it's in Spanish because because like uh, when you start level and stuff, and it reminded me of old dynamic titles as a result on Spectrum. But I think that's probably just how you spell reaction in Spain. Uh, that's probably what the name well, is. We're just showing our ignorance. Well, that's what we do. <laughs> you know, we've got to deliver on the ignorance. We are pig ignorant gamers. Uh, what else? One you, second. Oh, <laughs> just cut all these silences out. Uh, pilot's last stand. That was that by. <laughs> oh, okay, right. So that's the one where the idea is you're you're flying along in a ship towards. You explain it because I I just looked at the it's video. A, it's a th- it's a three D kind of a rail shooter. Looks um, very much like sort of Star Wars, but with solid graphics, like Star Blade Alpha, that sort of look. Yeah, um, and but as you, what I liked about it was as you got damaged, it affected the control of your ship. So you had to compensate for, like, if your engines on the left got damaged and it started pulling to the left, you'd have to compensate with your own controls. And I really liked that element to it. And could you control Because I watched a video of it and the person, it just seemed that it, once it they could, were damaged, you're fucked. Yeah, you, you, you could get into, like, a like a roll yeah. or a spin that, that felt like you couldn't get out of. But, I mean, I think you could, you could always get it back up to some level of control. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and basic the basic premise was that it was you had one missile you had as many bullets as you wanted but you had one missile that you had to save right to the end for the mothership so you had to get through the asteroid field and through all the enemies and fire it at the mothership but obviously the the catch was that the controls got harder and harder the more damage you took well that's we should point out that was the theme of Luden Diary was um you only get one that was the whole thing yeah people really stuck to it. I was going to say, that Super Steve thing, what was the only one thing that you got in that? Yeah, I think you found either people gave you one life or one bullet or ignored the theme. 
Yeah, yeah it was yeah, very... Because I went for ignore the theme myself. It's a good point, actually. <laughs> you, well, you, well, you didn't, because you only get one try of each level. Yeah, yeah no, that, It's that tenuous was, at best. That was <laughs> yeah. on, on target for the theme, though, wasn't mm. it? Huh. It's a weird theme. There, was, there wasn't a lot you could do with it, but there was loads of different variations on a similar idea, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, yeah, that was all right. I mean, you know, for for forty eight hours, it, it was notable for its voice acting. In that it had some, yes. <laughs> okay, not the quality. No, it was good quality. No, it? it was good quality. Yeah, I work with professionals, so maybe that's why I diff- I think they I both were professional voice actors, though. Okay. But they record. I mean, one of the one of them was recorded through a laptop yeah, microphone middle, thing in, in the, the middle, middle of Mad Lab. Lab, so you know that kind of thing. It was, it was cool. Maybe 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 the direction wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> Critiquing the direction of voice acting in a forty-hour jam game. I, what are you, picky bastard? <laughs> high standards. Yes. Yeah, I do have high standards. So yeah. yeah. At this point, I had to do an edit. But uh, we decided to try and make it seem as if I hadn't done an edit and seamlessly continue the podcast. Okay, and uh, what, there was one more game, I think, on the list. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to pretend that oh we haven't God. just had an edit, <laughs> you asshole! How oh. is that that funny? <laughs> you fucking idiot, Dave. Fucking hell. <laughs> so that is... <laughs> That is some professional shit right there. <laughs> what is... <laughs> I don't oh my even, god! I don't know what what's happening. What's the matter with you, Dave? Dave is crying. <laughs> <laughs> now your iPad's gone I, off. I like to see this voice. <laughs> what? That was me. You see? That's what professional sounds yeah. like. That was, oh, that's why that was some professional that voice acting there. Perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. I'd say should we do that again, but I, don't, I think yeah. we'll break Dave. Yeah, come on, Dave. Stop you it. can do this. Come on, Dave. Stop making me laugh. Come on, Dave. You do it. You Go on then. Read the fucking thing. What? What was the last other game? There was one. There was another game on the list of Ludendari ones. Uh, the next game is. <laughs> oh <laughs> for fuck's sake, Dave! Uh, if it was called my... Penis Cocky Ball Bum, that's I can my... understand why you might do that. Uh, oh, Protecto El Dorado. Protecto El Dorado. Oh, this is my uh, pick of Ludendare, I think. I think I think the the bestest one. Yeah, it was but, really fun. Really? It's really lovely. So, uh, what don't you tell us about it? Uh, it uses the uh, theme for the whole, you only get one like weapon thing, so you only get one spear. The same thing that you did, but with a, an arrow. Yeah, yeah. So, I think a lot, I think most people probably did that kind of thing, but... Um, it's like a 2D platformer thing, really nice, tight controls made in Game Maker. Um, and the, one of the most notable things about it are the very well-animated eyebrows of the main character. The so it's like a little pixel art character with his eyebrows are continuously moving. It's like fucking Hesseltine. <laughs> they're, they're quite something. It's fantastic. So you're like an old man who is incredibly dexterous spry. and... Very spry. Yeah. And he, he's just hopping about all over the place. And uh, yeah, you... you uh, have to protect your gold because these little characters run down and you have to stab them with your spear and collect the gold they drop and stuff. So it's just like an arcade game and it's really addictive and fun. Like, it's quite I, super crate boxy, I suppose. Slightly, yeah. That kind of arcade feel. And it's, yeah, it's cool. I've been playing the shit out of it even though I'm supposed to be like rating other Lud and Die games. I'll just go and play it again. See, and I think if it had like different screen arrangements, I can totally see how it would be 
it feels like an old arcade game. It feels yeah. like something you you would totally see on MAME from like 1982, 1983. <laughs> yeah. Which is lovely. Uh, but that's the weird thing in that it, it scrolls left and right just by I, one square. I didn't notice that until you guys complained by about one it. one tile. It's ridiculous. It's like if you made the screen a little bit less big, it, wouldn't, it could have been... Yeah, but it has a little bit of dynamic movement going on, doesn't it? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's to be fair, that's the only thing you can really complain about. Yeah, it? no, it's really lovely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a nice surprising game. amount of little, sort of depth in there considering it's just a little twee platform. It's lovely. I mean, it's definitely... I can't believe that... That's really polished for 48 hours or 72 yeah. hours. What was the different rule? How does that whole... Because some of them are 48, some of them are 72. How does that work? The 48 hour one is you have to do it alone, so you make everything. Right. And, and release you have, your source. Yeah, you have to post your source code. And you can only use um, libraries and stuff that are available for everyone to use anyway. Mm. So you can't like use your own code base that you've already got, unless you want to make that open source as well. Right. Um, but the 72 hour one, you don't have to post your source code. You can work with other people, and you get an extra 24 hours on it. So... And you can use, like... Uh, the, the reason it, it lets you hold on to your source is so, like, you can... Uh, if you want it to carry on working on it and stuff like that, you've you've got that option. Like, I, th- I is, think the idea is the jam games are supposed to be more polished. Yeah, games. yeah. Generally, yeah. If you've got more people working on it, more time and stuff, you'd expect something to be more polished, wouldn't you? Mm. But you can still get some utter shit on there, so... Yeah, usually the ones I make. <laughs> you didn't spend 72 hours making your one, did you? No. Though? No. Yours was a 48 hour so, one. Some of the ones that go through the 72 hour ones are people who are doing the 48 hour one who then run out of time, run out of time and just yeah. think, oh, I'll just submit for the jam, it's fine. So, it's all good, though. Mm. Was, it was quite, there. I mean, it was quite a good crop this year. Yeah. Do you think you're going to win again? I know, I've, I've said this earlier on the podcast, and I? I don't think I'm going to win because people thought it was too hard. Again, he won. It would be nice, see? I'd love it. It'd be amazing. Uh, but, yeah, I think. The the bonfire runs pissed too many people off, which I find hilarious. Bonfire run? Oh, you mean, right. uh, the running back? That's why. Oh my god! Like, such a Dark Souls phrase. This is why it was called Titan Souls. I know. It's rolling like the bonfire, bonfire runs. Good. That's Lord. a general term. That's it's not a general term. It is. I haven't heard that before. And then you said, it, and I was like, I've been, what the this fuck is like talking about? one of the main things I've been discussing. Like, is I, I've learned a lot, like reading people's comments and stuff, and seeing getting feedback on the game. It's been really interesting <laughs> seeing what people hate and what people like about it, and yeah, it's it's definitely polarized a lot of people. So it's, I don't want to talk too much about my own game on this podcast, but it's you been really interesting. Fucking egotist. Yeah, I know. What's going on? <laughs> All right. Um, so, what else have we done? Well, so uh, we um, um, we played uh, Samurai Gun, didn't we? Talking about other games. Fucking amazing. I just for everyone out there listening, I just schooled the shit out of both of these guys. This them or- them two versus me, and then didn't win. I think you find I'm reigning champion. Yeah, you won, <laughs> they won the, the last, last one on the, the <laughs> utterly spawniest map there is. I don't oh, think I won a single one. Oh, I did because it came down to a head's head between me and you. Oh yeah, yeah. On yeah. No, it was it was. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. So to explain, well, technically, what, I won two because when we were on the team, I won the head the head to head at the end of that one. Yeah, there oh, was yeah, a showdown yeah, with true. me yeah, yeah, versus both of you two, and I was eating a sausage oh. at the time, and you guys fucking killed Excuses. me. Well, that's because we were idiots. Um, <laughs> any, also, anyway. <laughs> The boy, so to explain what Samurai Gun is, it's Towerfall. It's not, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's quite. The weird thing is, though, it is a single screen multiplayer combat game where the screen will wrap around vertically yeah. and horizontally uh, sometimes. It's got some similar elements. It, it has a, a lot of similar elements, I would say. Um, it's a different game. I mean, it's a 
mostly melee game, isn't it? Whereas Towerfall is like uh, ranged, like firing arrows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Although generally, you did if you got a distant shot in Towerfall, it was kind of spawny as fuck. Um, whereas in this, it's um, well, you got the shooting, I suppose, which is obviously very. I I, I think I prefer this to Towerfall because um, I'd go with that as well. Yeah, I need to play more Towerfall. I love Towerfall when we played it, yeah. and I love Samurai Gun. I think they're both really good the, games. There's so. one or two things in Towerfall which which niggle me, like the aiming of the actual arrow. Yeah. I, I don't like the way that's done. Right. So, um, so yeah, definitely Tower uh, Samurai Gun definitely just pips it for me. It's I think so, it's because it's so simple. It's like bullets always travel in one or four cardinal directions. There's none yeah. of this diagonal. Everything's really shit. rigid and like nice and yeah, simple. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely you can totally read the environment in a, a really nice simple way. There's nothing yeah. confusing because I think the graphics are better on Tower Four, but I think perhaps they can slightly detract. Yeah, actually, yeah. I actually prefer the graphics on Samurai Gun. I, they're much cleaner. I prefer the suggestive nature of them instead of the... <laughs> Suggest- what boobies <laughs> in that. Jesus, <laughs> like the impressionist nature of them. Then low where, color. Yes, where mm. it's where it's less detail, mm. and it's more just a suggestion of what the objects are. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's a very nice looking game, but um, uh, yeah, so we played it for a good, good half hour, I'd say, and uh, we should definitely play more after this. I think <laughs> I think that, that can be arranged along with some Splunky, of course. But is there any sort of single player component or anything like that? Yeah, there's a survival mode, so you can play that multiplayer as well. But basically, survival. I think if you've got four people on survival, you'll just be all against yourselves. I think, and it's. I don't know, it's probably... What, are they AI bots or something? But yeah, you can get AI bots in single player where, like, level one would be you versus bot and you've got to kill it five times and you have five lives kind of thing. Mm. Um, And then when you go... Then you do a level and then you go to level two so then you can play that level as... That map as level two. And then that would be... You still have your same five lives but there is one enemy you kill five times and then it's, like, two enemies you have to kill another five times overall. And then it gets up up to level four. So level four would be you have to get twenty kills, and every five kills another AI is introduced. So at the end it'll be you versus four people, I think. Right. So it gets pretty intense. How good are the bots? They're relatively good. Okay, that always the, impresses me. People writing good. The bots AI in is games. is actually yeah, it's pretty pretty good, pretty decent. So that's See, cool. I'm I'm slightly disappointed in that I would have liked to have seen like some proper levels, like scrolling levels. Yeah, um, yeah. You could probably make a really interesting single player campaign thing. Yeah, with it. like different, le- uh, you know, different enemies that well, you. That would be it. Yeah, yeah, some it's like some well, nice that, dumb enemies that you. Because I think, but I, it is I think about, the combat would still work. You know, like a scrolling game. Yeah, it is about the multiplayer component mostly, though. That's oh, yeah, basically what the game yeah. is. Yeah. So yeah, but Towerfall apparently is going to do like a proper sort of single player component, isn't it? Yeah, but that's going to be a lot of work. Maybe you didn't want to do that with Samurai Gun. And no, you see, you I'd prefer I'd prefer it with the Samurai Gun controls having yeah. a proper scrolling level, whereas the the Towerfall like aim with the aiming of the arrow, where you have to like pause to aim with the yes. arrow and stuff, just seems a bit. I, I can I can imagine just like a really very single player game that would be brilliant with this, but I can see why he's moved on because he's doing um, Hyperlight Drifter, isn't he? Oh shit! Yeah, that's Bo- I, that I never even realised that was him. Yeah, Bo yeah. Blythe. Yeah. Awesome. So, so I mean, it's kind of incredible that he's been doing that, and he's also managed to get this out. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. quite an achievement. Yeah, and also, Samurai Gun's been done for a long time, though. Yeah, well, I remember the year before last Fantastic Arcade, it didn't look that much different. Yeah, I think, I think it's mainly been tweaking and level design. Mm. It's been the additions. I wish you'd do something with Shoot First. That was I love that game you did. It's really 
I was banging on about it, but it's great. Um, what else? Let me think. Uh, oh, Catacomb Kids. We uh, had a quick look at. Isn't it Catacomb Kids? Isn't it ca- like a catacomb, not a catacomb? I don't think well, it's so. It's a catacomb, like a tomb. Yeah. I always thought they were called catacombs. No, that's what you use to get fleas out of a cat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that hurt me, that joke. Ow! <laughs> um, yeah, catacombs. Catacomb kits, I'm sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, we, no, we've had this before where you've had stupid pronunciation of things, I'm sure. Like what? I can't remember. Like, if I listen to the previous episodes, there'll be one where you say something ridiculous like aubergine <laughs> rather than aubergine, and I'll be like, the fuck's that? <laughs> there'll be something you've done. Like that, I'm sure. I'm sure okay. you are not the person to go to for pronunciation. All right. I do say Salford wrong. Salford, Salford. So I say it wrong. Exactly. You're you're like one of those those text to speech things. Effectively, is what you are. Where it just like I, there was. I was looking at Google Translate, trying to say make make it say bum willy poo poo. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when you did this? Then this was yesterday. Um and. Uh, and it, it, it was it was going boom. It was it was terrible. Uh, the Spanish pronunciation of Bumbly Poo Poo was excellent though. So I would recommend typing in Bumbly Poo Poo to Google Translate in Spanish and pressing listen. So it's because someone sent around that beatboxing link, where there's a bit of text you paste into it, and it and rather than it say speak, beat- it does beatboxing. So you thought, I wonder how it says Bumbly Poo Poo. Yes, I did, in the same way that on the BBC Bees back at school which shows my age, uh, you would do the same. There was like a, a say command and you would try and get it to sing kinky boots and things like that. Right. <laughs> Don't look at me as if this is not a perfectly normal thing to do. Anyway, so, Catacomb <laughs> Kids, uh, which is a procedurally generated sort of roguelike platformer where, you know, once you're dead, you're dead. And, you, you know, you pick a, a character class. But he's um, he's been working on it for a while, and um, I, I backed the Kickstarter, and they just he just released, like, an alpha demo, which he probably doesn't want people talking about because it's an alpha demo. But we will say everything we say with the proviso that we are talking about a very alpha game. But it's still still really good, I thought. I was, I was pleasantly surprised with it. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like a physics-y platformer, but it doesn't feel like a physics-y platformer, because normally physics-y platformers feel shit and floaty, like um, uh, that molecule, me- media molecule one, the um, the one that was on the PlayStation 3, that's dead famous, with Sackboy, Little Big Planet, oh, yeah. where I think the platforming feels really kind of floaty and bleh, and you mm. feel disconnected from it, whereas this was dead sharp platforming. But the other thing I think that's really nice about it is um, the kind of exile, the old BBC game, sort of level of interaction in terms of how you can how you can combine things in the game like like one of the the demo videos was it showed they had a boulder and he set fire to the boulder and then he pushed it into the water to make the water boil and he'd put a mushroom in there which is normally poisonous and it boiled all the poison out of the mushroom and turned it into an edible mushroom and it's like you know that's crazy complicated and just things like it'll have you know these these um torches on stands and when you knock them over they'll spread fire and it'll set fire to enemies um and just seems to have all these little things where different game elements interact with each other in interesting ways um, it's a little dark, I think, in terms of how far you can see. Yeah, and the lights popping in, I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, the, the way it does that visibility thing is a little bit janky, but, you know, as I say, it's, I'm sure it's, it's a simple matter to just make it so that they fade in when you get close to them. I, th- I think that might be a restriction of Game Maker. Yeah, possibly. I, didn't, I mean, Game Maker isn't super. Didn't they stay on, though, when you, when they first came on? 
they stayed on after that point, didn't they? Was it not like a fog of war yeah, thing? Well, yeah, whatever, it is a fog of war whatever thing. Whatever the reason was for it, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's, there, there must be a way around it. But um, but you know, cosmetic Maybe, issues yeah. are things that will be dealt with. Maybe it does load it into memory at that point or something like that. Just we we just don't know. We yeah. simply don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We're targeting the court like the the real things that people need to know about right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But that was that was that's pretty good. I think that, I, I'm really glad that I backed that because because it was a worry that it would feel floaty and crap. I, I think the mm. controls are a little bit finicky still. There's things like trying to trying to remember how to bloody roll but, is impossible. But to be honest, they were much better than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, I was really worried about the, how it was going to control, but yeah. it, it, it it handles nicely. It is weird things like the, to, to to jump high, you press down and then jump. So it's like you're, you're crouching and springing as you were saying, but it still feels odd. Because to, to drop through a platform, you have to double tap down. Double mm. tap always feels weird, especially on the fucking analog stick yeah. if you're playing on a pad. So that's that seems a little bit. I don't know why doesn't stuff. it just have it so that if, the longer you hold the jump button down, the higher you go. Well, I imagine. Well, I imagine. Oh, you mean so so Mario style, basically? Well, you, like any other platformer, I, an well, intuitive jump. I don't know. I would. We would have to ask him. We'll mm. send him an email afterwards and say, so "Why don't you can, do this?" He can give an account of himself. Yeah, um, so I just wall jumped up everywhere. Yeah, but uh, so so yeah, it was um, surprisingly good. Um, but he's been working on it. You said what, two thousand and nine? You first heard about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, and it's sounded like he'd already been working on it for a while then as well. In your top secret TIG source forum that I don't get to access. I used to be a mod on there, you know. <laughs> then for some reason they stopped me being a mod. Get over it, Grandad. <laughs> Can't. <laughs> I like secrets. <laughs> Um, so that was good, Catacomb Kids. What else is on the list? I'm afraid you're going to have to start up your iPad again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not some battery mode uh, doesn't do What that. was it? Resogun? Oh yeah, Resogun. Played that on the PS4. That's uh, which is that's uh, cool. It's basically Defender, isn't it? Yes. Really. Um, sure. and it, it's it's really fast and it's really pretty, but it's it's dead short. It's only got five levels. Um, and I, I mean, the first time I played it, I played it on easy and I breezed through all of them. Does it not have like an endless mode or something then? Uh, quite possibly. I haven't played it that much to know. Right. <laughs> um, it looks pretty. It looks pretty. It is crazy. The amount of particles is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. What, what I don't like is the fact that all the enemies are effectively they're the same in that they're all purple and yellow polygons, pretty much. Yeah. And the or reason, geometry wars, aren't they? Yeah. And the, the reason I like um, like to play games is to see something new. So that when I go to another level, there'll be there'll be an enemy that's a different shape, probably, but they're all still purple and yellow, sort of flat shaded polys. Yeah, and it's it's kind of I wish there was something a little bit more, more interesting and new in terms of the enemies. A lot of them you can pretty much mistake them for each other in terms of shooting them and how they behave, which yeah. is a bit of a pity, because because you know there there are some defender games like um, Strike Force, the arcade game, which is effectively Defender Three, which has got loads of really crazy out there stuff in it which which this doesn't it's it's very sort of vanilla in terms of your, your, you've got your smart bomb effectively you've got your regular weapon and you pick up the humans when they get dropped out it's you know it's pretty it's very so, so very very defender or stargatey there's there's not been a lot put on top of that other than there are bosses and the bosses really aren't that interesting in terms of how yeah. i think like resigans more about the visual polish and stuff isn't it Yes. Like you said, the number of particles is just ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. 
I think I, I think it really it kind of sells the PS4 as got you it, you know all that power's up there on the screen. You can yeah. there's there's no way yeah, that many particles would be it on is the like PS3. A, yeah, a good demo of the tech, but it's not a tech demo. No, no. But yeah, I mean the, the fact that it's running at 1080p 60 quite happily. Yeah. You know, it's not dropping frames all over the shop or running in 720p like the equivalent <laughs> might be on the PS3. So yeah, that I mean that's that's good fun, but it's 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 not gonna it's not something I'm gonna return to particularly. Um although I'm gonna return to that a lot more than I return to Contrast, which was the other game <laughs> that came with the uh, the PS4 if you had um PlayStation Plus, which was just well kind of like Chroma in some ways. It's kind of like <laughs> it's, I, 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 I would fuck describe you. No no, but yeah. I it's kind of like a really it's like a big dumb chroma where the story's got in the way of everything else. Right, yeah. And and it's really kind of dumbed down. I don't think it's any. I mean, it has. It, you walk on shadows in it. Yeah, it's but like it's, like it's not like in that. the way that Chroma does. Yeah, it's it like at Chroma. All. It's very much like oh, okay. Chroma. All right, fine, fine. It's okay. It's not like Chroma. <laughs> to to yeah. be honest, in contrast, there was there wasn't one element of it I liked. No, no, it's it's, just, it's everything's really. It had quite everything that I hate about games in it. Yeah, it was which obsessed is... with its cutscenes, which yeah. I can understand if the writing was good, but it's fucking not. <laughs> Um, that said, though, the the distracting thing was that the bloke was voiced by the guy who voiced voiced the character in Deus Ex Three. So as soon as I heard him, I was just thinking, I didn't want this. I didn't ask for this because <laughs> he sounds exactly the same. The guy cannot do any other voice. So uh, that's quite. It's worth it for that. If you want to listen to the guy from Deus Ex who played not Alex Denton because that was the first game. I can't remember his fucking name. Um, the character in that then. You should definitely play Contrast. If, however, you want a good game, you should definitely not play Contrast. Because mm. it's just, it's kind of janky as well. It's really kind, it just feels unfinished and unpolished in the way that I was, I was trying to get into a wall once. And, and uh, the, the whole point is you wander around in 3D. And then when you're near to walls, you can jump into them and become a shadow on that wall and walk on other shadows. That's kind of the whole gimmick of it. Um, uh, and I just found it. I'd, I'd be like popping it was it like they hadn't done any playtesting like the yeah. developers might have done it might have played it and tested it but no actual players did yeah because if you play that for a second you go well why you, why is this happening this is stupid mm. so and, and and also even like the very first puzzle the, there's this thing where she says uh you've you got to help the girl that you're with you're, you're you're playing this acrobat and you're you're sort of helping this little girl yeah it didn't make sense with. did it and she she looks out the window and there's this ash cart that she wants to sort of jump down to and someone's moved it so she's like oh no I can't can't drop down that far and then you move it into place and effectively she still drops fifteen feet onto a hard surface it's like you've done nothing yeah the car is like this. two foot tall or something it's, it's so she yeah. falls fifteen instead of seventeen feet yeah it's... logically it makes no sense at all plus um and it just every like thirty seconds cutscene or like an entire musical number. <laughs> um, in a in a sort of a, a CD nightclub. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I did not play it for that long, but it's not yeah. my job to get addicted to the games that aren't doing their job. You yeah. know, I, I, I'm not being paid to do this shit, so I'm not going to play that. Oh, you're not getting paid for this? No, no. <laughs> you think you think with the quality of work that we put out that there will be uh, financial remuneration, but there there is not. Um, I'm uh, you know surprised by that myself. Um, so that's not great. What else uh, was on the list? Uh, Dungeons of Endless. Oh, Dun- yeah, okay. So Dungeons of the Endless. I should have really showed you this. We should have looked at the trailer, actually. Um, but Yeah, I don't know what this is. Okay, well, Dungeons of the Endless is... Uh, it. What it looks like is it looks like a real-time strategy game with really beautiful pixel art and then some sort of next-gen-y stuff on top of it to make it look a bit 
swankier. Okay. Um, and um, it's uh, it's uh, what it is is it's effectively, I suppose, a roguelike real time strategy would be the description. And it's set in a sci fi universe. You probably saw the trailer for it, where the spaceship crashes onto a planet and had this whole "what's behind the door" sort of um, publicity campaign thing. Um, I don't. I've not seen any of this. I don't think. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll show you a bit afterwards, but. It's it's it feels like a real bait and switch because you look at the trailer of it and it and it seems to me it it, it feels like um it feels like a proper real time strategy in that you can individually control your characters and move them to locations and then you know battle the enemies and stuff like that but you have incredibly minimal control actually over your characters all you can do is you can choose which room they stand in and then when they're in there AI completely controls them so if enemies come in they will choose to combat them in the manner that they have deemed the most efficient rather than you being able to really sort of control them at all and it just feels it feels like it's really hard and there's not a lot you can do about it i mean you're really on a knife edge of of resource gathering and resource spending in it i think they may have updated it actually recently because i think it was easier the first time i played it whereas i had another go on it um today and it was like fucking hell this is really really hard because you, you the idea is as you uncover rooms that gives you um more resources um and you build machines in rooms so that you get even more resources when you uncover a new room but it uh, it feels really really difficult as it stands and um, just not enjoyable. And from the trailer, that is not the game that I thought it would be. Exactly. I looked at the trailer. I thought, oh, this looks like a really funky real time strategy game with you know sort of randomly generated levels, but but effectively something that I have a quite a large degree of control over the characters in it. But you really don't. Plus the, the controls are kind of clunky. I mean, it uses the middle mouse button as quite a sort of important button in it. Who uses the middle fucking mouse button for anything? You use it to zoom in and out. You roll the mouse button. So, uh, unless you actually... Poor trackpad users. Well, yeah, they're fucked. But I, th- I think um, I, I things should be um, intuitive, or at least little tooltips should pop up and stuff, say... But what you get instead is this little tutorial at the start where it just it's, a couple of, it's some pages of text that you go, oh, I'm bored of reading this now, let me play mm. the game. Um... Yeah, just it's not doing it for me at the moment, which is a pity because it is quite one of the most beautiful looking games I've seen in a long time. Really, really lovely looking. Cool, I'll have to have a look at this then. Yeah. I mean, the name sounds terrible. Yeah, it's not Dungeons great. of Endless. Dungeons of the Endless. Of the Endless. There you are, it's much better. That's still pretty bad. <laughs> yes, which I get, it makes sense because it's kind of, you know, procedurally generated dungeons, but yeah, it just, it's really, really hard and and it feels unfair to me. It's a shame because it looks really nice. Yeah, it is. It is a, a, a beautiful, beautiful game. But um, so yeah, I played that. I bought the early access, and I I kind of regret it really. You do. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I, I I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah, because it was it was like twelve quid. What did anyone get on the Steam sale, by the way? Huh? I avoided them mostly. Oh. Because I don't I don't even know. I didn't have Steam with me when I was at home, so I dodged them. You can do it on the uh, phone, you know. I, I got some stuff. Oh, that's I've dangerous. totally forgotten what I got. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> I dodged this. <laughs> I, I, I did that Just as well. spending money on stuff I'll never, ever play. No, I, wait, I bought... Um, uh, oh, did you know what? It was the previous one. Dead Island Riptide. Right. Um, which, obviously, was... When it came out, everyone quite rightly lambasted it for that hateful, disembodied, huge-breasted... <laughs> stupid torso, torso thing. thing, yeah. Just the worst idea ever. But do you know what? I totally, I totally prefer it to the original Dead Island. Right. Because you get way more guns in it. And I'm all about guns, baby. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Do you know what? So, Actually, I'm disappointed I didn't pick up Risk of Rain. And next time that's in a sale, I'll grab that. I got that. that. Got that cheaper on Steam in the sale. You should have been on the sale. Yeah. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. I should have picked that up, but I didn't. Yeah, you did. So uh, I'll do that the next time. Oh, well, you'll have to wait. When is it? Do they have, do they have like a January sale, though? I have no idea. There'll be a sale sometimes, Steam. Yeah, so. We don't know that that'll be in it. Because I, I got that for, I think, It will be. Everything is. Everything's in the sale. Yeah. You say this, I've been waiting for, um, ah, fuck, what's it called? It was like a Bioshock Infinite type game where it's set in a, and it's got time travelling and, and whatnot. And, oh, that's going to annoy me. But anyway, it's 15 quid and it, at most they ever knocks 25% off it and I want them to knock it down to like, if it's a fiver, I'll buy it. Mm. And it's a really old game. Just make it a fiver. I can't remember the name of it, so this probably won't help in that. But, uh, yeah, basically is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I spent, I, I, I spent probably 20 quid, I think. You know, so that's like 30 games, pretty much. <laughs> um, I got, the Sorry. main thing is I got the badge. Cause that's really all, all Jesus. I care about. I, I sold what? a trading card on Steam the other day. You saw it. You I made. Saw a I, I made like fifteen p. Oh, you sold it. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, I got. I got like a booster pack from Spelunky. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Holy shit! That shows how long you've been playing it that you got a booster pack. I got like a hundred hours in Spelunky, so yeah. So oh, I, I sold that and made I myself a nice ten p. My own game all the time. <laughs> well, someone has to be playing it. Yeah, but someone bought. <laughs> someone bought them though. I don't. I don't understand Steam yeah, trading you, cards. Yeah, but was it a foil one? No, it was just a. Booster pack, and the then the, the booster pack. You don't know what's in them. I had, I oh, sold, did you sell the actual booster pack? Sight yeah. unseen. Okay. I sold a card of a of a pug from Spelunky for five p and got three p from it. So, like, what is the point in any of it? Like, who spent five p on a pretend card well, that you yeah, could just they, go rescue you, a damsel? Uh, yeah, but the point is, you know, you, do you know how these cards work? You know, you get I, them randomly, right? Vaguely. Okay, right. So when you play a Steam game, you get um, the, say the card. Say the set has got five cards in it. Yeah. During playing it, you will get three cards over the first like three hours of playing it, right? Right. Um, and they will be randomly assigned. But yeah. you'll need all five in order to craft the badge or the level one badge for that thing. Now people want to have that badge because pe- because they're mental. Yeah, no, but it totally feeds into the whole collection thing. I mean, some people play games and they like collecting things. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons the problems I had with Catacomb Kids was the fact that. Uh, you can only hold two items. You can hold one in your hand and one in your pocket. And I'm a right fucking pack rat in games. I, I want to be able to just, just stuff my pocket with useless shit. Um, and and uh, so I, I'm a I'm a total collector. This this whole Steam card thing totally plays into into my psyche, and that's why I bought things on the Steam sale and I traded um, the Snow Globe cards for, with other people and stuff. It's uh, mental. It's a it's crazy. No, it's it's the whole it's gamification of purchasing. I, I like it incredibly because some of the money goes to the developer. So. <laughs> well, they oh right. So is that how the whole two P? Because I assumed that Steam got the rest of the money. So if someone sells, I don't know if how much steam get right so i presume they get some are you saying that if someone buys if someone sells a card from hack slash loot for 15p and say uh 12p of that goes to that person the other 3p some of it goes to steam some of it goes to you yeah fucking hell are you allowed to say that is that a known thing Uh... (laughs) (laughs) oh i had to cut a massive amount of you talking about the inner workings of steam out of the last episode because of, <laughs> i mean one it wasn't that interesting <laughs> two it was like he is definitely breaking NDAs they, here. they send me ndas i sign them but i never just read never them. read them <laughs> i didn't know that that's news to me i'll google it if, it if it's a known thing then fine but but oh day it's a good thing that you don't work anywhere important if you were in charge of like national secrets 
We'd be fucked. Oh. There'll be Al Qaeda throwing things into buildings I all never, over I the place. I never see the point of NDAs and things like that anyway. No, I, yeah, okay. Well, I think review embargoes, I don't see the point of those, apart from for the publisher's point of view. But NDAs, uh, I suppose, makes sense. Like, if I was to accidentally spill what I was working on next at work, I would be fired out of a cannon. I think review embargoes make sense. I Well, yeah. yeah only if, for... you t- if you time it so that your reviews come out two days or a day before, like, your game comes out, so you get loads of press before it, that's... Exactly. Great. It makes sense from your point of view, but it doesn't make sense from the whole sort of review. I, I, me, I, I want to hear about stuff as soon as possible. Yeah, but then it'd be fresh in your mind when it actually comes out, so you can decide, oh, this had a good review, I'll buy it. I'm going to wait till it gets cheaper on Steam anyway. Well, it'll be cheap when it first comes out on Steam, won't it? Will it? Yeah, the, everything always launches with a sale. Oh, well, I suppose, I mean, Thief's got, like, a te- like the new Thief that's coming out in February's got 10%. I on think this, the basic pattern of Steam, though, is you'll get a decent amount of sales in the first day if you've got a good game anyway mm. and then you'll get way more sales in your first proper sale because yeah. people will have heard about it more after that point and you usually get more money off in the next sale so because I always see devs on Twitter saying like oh my I've been in a Steam sale and I've earned like five times as much as I did in my launch day yeah well that's what happens to it Dave <laughs> alright uh, so anyway uh, what other games any other games on the Zelda names. oh yeah Zelda I played the new Zelda um um What's it called? A Link Between Worlds. So I, because going into this, I totally thought it was just pretty much a remake of um, Zelda A Link to the Past, you know, which everyone's played and is kind of very familiar with and doesn't need to pay 40 quid to play again. Um, but it's not, it's completely, you know, completely new dungeons. Um, you know, lots of familiar elements. Um, but, you know, you can do uh, most of the dungeons in any order you like. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, the idea is... That's it, nothing like... Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. it's it's a massive departure because what happens is early on in the game you meet this character called Ravio and he sort of moves into your house and sets up shop there and you can rent uh, equipment from him and um, and it, when you die, it goes back to him and you have to rent it again. Uh, then a little bit later you can actually just buy it permanently. But it's all the tools that you have in um, a standard Zelda game plus, right. you know, some new ones, obviously. And, uh, yeah, so you can attack all those... the like the seven main dungeons in any order. That's cool. Like yeah, that. it's really, it's, and it just, it's the best Zelda I've played in years. It's just really lovely. It's incredibly charming. It looks beautiful. It's got, um, you know, it's probably got some new elements in it. I don't know. I haven't played many of the recent ones, Skyward Sword, etc. But the puzzle design is fantastic. It makes really good use of sort of verticality in dungeons where, you know, in the, like in the old Zeldas, you'd have things where you would have um, levels that were sort of... St- you have dungeons with several levels, and if you fell off the side, you'd land in a location. But it was really difficult to figure out where you needed to fall off, because you couldn't see down there. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, in this, because it can draw multiple layers of stuff, and it's all actually 3D geometry, you totally it totally makes actual use of that in, in a way that's kind of intuitive. So, oh, it's just it's the best Zelda I've played in years. Really lovely puzzles. Fantastic. Um, cool. So uh, easily, wor- I mean, it's it's like it's like thirty five quid on Amazon. Um, trade in the game to get it. If I that's what I do, I trade in something got twelve quid off or fourteen quid off, and it's um oh brilliant. It's um just the most wonderful Zelda in in I years. Unfortunately, don't have a three DS. Oh, for God's sake! First, first no Blu Ray player, and now no three DS. I don't have any technology. That's true. I have a broken computer. Well, if you take it. if you taken that graphics card when I told it'd you probably to. my computer still be fucked, doesn't it? Mm. Just everything is broken, so. Well, Finish what? Chroma, then you yeah. can buy stuff. Yeah. Your first Steam sale is going to kick his one in the ass. <laughs> How much are you going to sell Chroma for? $15, maybe. 
Fifty see that's a reasonable sum. So so what, nine ninety nine basically, eight ninety nine. Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. So that's a price. I would I would happily pay were it not for the fact that you're obviously gonna give me a free copy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, that didn't sound very genuine. Yeah, no, I was just you like skin flip yeah. buys game. <laughs> I will buy it. I yeah. bought yours. Okay, we grow oh, that. I mean, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I think I waited for a sale probably. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Uh so that's all the games, right? Is it shit? Is it time for shit starter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome! Right, turn on the telly because I've, I've hooked up everything to the telly. So, I'm not gonna cut this out. It's uh, right. okay. So, God, there's so right. many tabs. Yeah, right. Is that one okay? Start with Final Quest Part Two, which is a um, you know how people can't draw anime. <laughs> Well, that's what that's what all the art in this game looks like, um, but it's it's a it's a it's an RPG maker game, isn't it? Is that what this one is? Yeah, yeah. So it's an RPG maker game that looks as as derivative as all the other ones, except for some reason he feels that he deserves. Um, well, all right, it? all of this is totally fine. They've asked for three hundred pounds. They've got three hundred thirty-seven. They've they've, they've got their money, and they're just making you know they're having fun making a game. That's all fine. But the the weird shit here is the rewards. Because yeah. it says, what is it, 40 quid and you get an iPod shuffle. With the soundtrack on? Yeah. Now, let's. I wonder how good the soundtrack is. I wonder if they've got a sample of it. I bet it's midis or something. Yeah, no, they haven't got one. Because there was another one that had a soundtrack and it had a sample. Just it was terrible, dog shit. Terrible. Um, but also, yeah, anyone, uh, what was it, 150 and you get an Android tablet with the game installed on it. So it's going to be some shitty, some shitty, you know, company you've never heard of. But even, even then, Android after tablet. shipping and everything, they're, they're going to be losing money. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But the thing is, that was, it says a hundred. Is it one hundred and fifty pounds for the Android tablet? Yeah. Has anyone actually backed at that level though? Let's have a look. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Twenty pounds or more. Blah blah. blah. Uh, is that no? So how many fucking fucking one tears has it got? Yeah, they are. No one's got that one, but no. someone has got the shuffle, the iPod thing. Idiots. Yeah, they're not going to get that. But the thing is, the shuffle, that's kind of pointless. Whereas, um, I had a friend who did one of these Kickstarter schemes for their game, um, Thunderbeam, and they had these, these MP3 badges, which are like a kind of cool. So it's got like the design of the game on it as a badge, but also a little, uh, headphone jack on it, and the tracks are on there. That's, that is cool. See, that's like a really cool that's little interesting. piece I of I bet that's not what they're going to do, though. No, I think they I bet that wasn't gonna... a £40 reward either. No, and to be honest, that, that iPad shuffle they've got, that play button looks a bit wonky. I reckon it's probably some knockoff. It's probably made by mm. some, it's probably made by Bapple. But, <laughs> Bapple. In China but somewhere. But still, even send, send <laughs> a picture of a breast for their logo. Yeah. Even logo. sending something Bapple. that small. Yeah. It's still going to cost them a fortune. Oh yeah. Well that's it. People have no idea. When they go into these, when they go, they do Kickstarters, they have no idea about what they're getting themselves in for fulfillment. Mm. And, and, and they just don't learn. I think a lot of people, I mean, when you look at the elite, the, the amount of care that's been put into half of these Kickstarter campaigns, <laughs> they have not even looked at other Kickstarter campaigns. Half of these ones, they haven't backed other Kickstarter campaigns. They're like proper, you know, they've just heard Kickstarter's he's good. He's created eight Kickstarters as well. So he's, he's not even a... How many has he backed? Eight. Hmm, coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, busted. Um, he said, I mean, this is the second game in, yeah. in the sequel, series. Yeah. So they said the first one was through Kickstarter as well. So I don't yeah, know. and the artwork's uh, fucking awful. Um, I think it's oh that per- poor lady. Per- per- say. It, and it the person responsible like is called oh the Come poor on. lady. What's her name? Linz. 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 <laughs> Linz. You can't draw. Um, but keep going. You'll get better. It's just 
Let's let's not be too harsh here. I think she's plateaued. Uh, <laughs> oh god, so harsh. Yeah, but anyway, it looks terrible. But the weird thing <laughs> is that the person making it looks like he is an adult, um, which you wouldn't guess from. Well, he says he's twenty-three. Computer engineer. Yeah, but you look at look at all the headers on the fucking thing as well. They're like. It's like a five-year-old with sparkle biros or something. This is basically just a classic RPG Maker type game. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yes. So that's what to expect. Uh, and how much did it cost for it? Let's see, to, to actually get the game minimum tier? Uh, six six pounds. And you get the game for six pounds. Mm-hmm. Can't argue with that price, though. That is what a value. So that's, uh, that's number one. So that's I'll just remind people... Final Quest Part 2, there are 34 days to go. Um, they've already made their money, so I'm afraid we aren't safe from them. Um, now, this is really bad. This one, uh, Alka Games have... Now, I don't understand what's going on here. This person um, wants to make their own MMO. Um, and so uh, they've asked for... How much is it? $15,000? Yep. Uh, of which they've got precisely no dollars. Um, but... They seem to be wanting to set up servers and put World of Warcraft on them and sell that cheaper. I don't understand what he thinks he's doing. Well, there's only one tier and you get 300,000 in-game points I know. for it. What the fuck is 300,000 in-game points? I have no idea what this is. And the tier is how much? $100. So the minimum spend is $100 <laughs> for a kick. Not even a, a $1, hey, thanks tier that every fucker has the, the, the line that gets me is we, we want to be like companies like world of warcraft not blizzard but the company world of warcraft there may be a company called world of warcraft we don't know that <laughs> who are currently fighting a very litigious battle with activision <laughs> um it's just ridiculous like the risks and challenges are like oh i've got to make a game that's it's fucking terrible just no idea yeah. what is to be doing. fair going off the picture it is a toddler that's true so that's gonna be a picture of his son surely yeah, I, I hope it isn't. You, you can't. I you hope can't, you can't that would be, be a four-year-old and make a Kickstarter. Sure, that would make I, this you, impressive. You can be a four-year-old and make this Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If this isn't a toddler, then this is awful. But he is good because his last name is Wiggins, which is a great last name. <laughs> um, so that's terrible. But at least he bothered making a video for it, unlike some of them. Um, so next one. Oh yeah, another another one of these people are wanting to set up a server. Um, uh, now this is uh, Madak. Is it Madak Lobby? It's a, it's a Minecraft um, uh, mini game Minecraft server, uh, which also says the leading Minecraft server on the net. They haven't even fucking started the thing yet. Um, so they want um, five hundred. Pa- <laughs> this is brilliant. They want five hundred pounds basically to to make this server for Minecraft. And now. They, they, they've actually done a little, a little price breakdown on there. And the best thing is, at the Bithole, if they make £10, that says two uh, staff members are paid this month. <laughs> £5 each is what they're paying well, Maybe they staff. have money locked up somewhere that, you, you know, like those Nigerian princes, uh, that right. you, have to, you have to send them money in okay, order so, for them to unlock the rest of the money. Okay, so what, they're going to spend like £10 on a screwdriver and then they can sort of <laughs> finagle their way into the petty cash box. So, ridiculous. Um, five, I don't understand this, why people are wanting money to to make servers. It's crazy what people are asking for money. One of the worst examples in terms of people asking for money for stuff that really you should be able to do off your own fucking bat is this guy, Mr. Patron, who wants, um, uh, how much is it, $1,000 so he can do Let's Play videos on YouTube. We We have to describe the level of awfulness that this logo is. Okay, though. right, for a start, there's no video. 
And what he's done is he's asked a three-year-old with <laughs> some kind of coordination, I would say dyspraxia, uh, problem. I'm allowed to say dyspraxia because my friend has dyspraxia and, and that is how he draws. <laughs> Um, it's a really, really, no, he used to, he, he used to, he did a very good comic. Um, but anyway, this logo, I'm really digging myself into it here. This <laughs> logo is like a really, really terrible, uh, it's just an MS Paint drawing of a controller done by a child. Yeah, but it is identifiably an Xbox 360 pad. Um, uh, without is, is that what it is? I think so. Look at the colors of the buttons on it. And that looks like a child. No, no, the analog sticks are in the wrong place. Oh, you're right. Okay. So it's just a generic one. He hasn't even bothered it's drawing. Just, it's a controller. Okay. It, it looks like an old Actually, Sega probably, this, this could well be a blueprint for a New Year controller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does look like it would provide a better play experience than the actual Ouya controllers. <laughs> and look at that, the font on it as well. Just Times New Roman, Mr. Patron's Letter. Hang on. He's just put apostrophes all over the No, place, that's not that. Let's Plays is Let Us Plays, isn't it? Is it? Let's is, is Let Us. Just, is it? Yeah, okay. I don't know. I've never thought about it. I've never given that well, Unless it's thought. someone giving someone else permission, let's play. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, so it's a possessive one. That's a possibly. But, like, you mean like Lay's? But that wouldn't make any chips. sense. So. No, okay. Well, anyway, so he wants $1,000 to buy the equipment to do let's play videos. What the fuck? Just... Just play well, a game. At the, at the very least, we'd want to see his capabilities of making videos now. Well, he has got a YouTube channel, but I neglect, I declined to visit it because I think we had spent enough time looking at this shit. It's probably a YouTube uh, channel with no videos on there. And, yeah, so this uh, is where I'll post them when I get and my And also YouTube are clamping down on Let's Plays at the moment, so... Yeah, but aren't people trying to get around that? Aren't they? Because oh, it's, 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 not... it's none of the publishers. It's all these third-party fucking rights holders that were doing yeah. it. It, it wasn't the actual well, it, people. It's just random people are claiming ownership of things. Because anyone, it, it anyone can go on and claim ownership of something. And then the automated content ID just goes through and starts asking for money of people. Mm. It's a bit mental. Yeah. I might post trailers on like Vimeo from now on or something. Yeah, but they used to, you couldn't used to put uh, game footage on though, could you? Really? Yeah, it used to be a rule where you couldn't put game footage on Vimeo for some uh, reason. It, yeah, yeah, no, you can if it's your own. Right. In the Vimeo terms. Okay. Well, that's all right then. So anyway, that's a fucking ridiculous thing. Um, and he's made $10. Uh, now, this is one that uh, Dave says he's going to back. <laughs> Dave, no, Dave said he's going to back this at the highest level. <laughs> now, this game's called Go to School, The Epic Journey. And it says, help us build the funniest game ever. Um, and uh, You have to admit, it was funny. No, I don't. Yes, I really. Okay, it was funny in a kind of what the fuck is this shit yeah. sense. Um, I'm going to put a link to this. Obviously, I'll put a link to all of these because it just watch the video. It was it was a laugh at it, not with it type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. This is a this is a child falling over in a playground. It's it's <laughs> yeah. it's awful. Continuously, it looks, it looks like a, a some sort of platformer with fucking awful voice acting and um really inconsistent just a pitch shift it's one man with a pitch shifted voice type thing yeah it's just shit Awful. and also half the tears don't make sense because it's like oh uh so uh if you could just say what do i get for ten dollars if you just could read that out because i can't see the screen tiny the smallest member of the chicka family normally one to six months old they appear rarely in the game so what does that even mean exactly am i getting the game or or what just don't, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, at no point does it ever say you get the game. Yeah. Um, which, uh, to be honest, looking at the game is probably a, a selling point. Um, <laughs> it looks 
shit. Yeah, I got put off because there's like cards in the game, which seem to be sorry, a, you a guarantee- game, gameplay element. Sorry, you got to pony up the 1250 Australian dollars for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just looks like crap. So, uh, And that is called Go to School, The Epic Journey. But the video is amazing. Really bad. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Really bad. I feel like... I feel like pressing play on the video. No, just end it. <laughs> D- oh. Just leave. Yeah. So that's that's proper dog shit. Um, also, speaking of proper dog shit, uh, Emerald Online, Minecraft inspired Mopog. Um, that's what it says. Write the title to make sure that, that, that you it know. says all. Like anyone listening knows what it is now. Yeah, exactly. It's and, a Minecraft And, and it looks rip-off. exactly like my first Minecraft as well. Yeah. Uh, in that it's got green blocks and it's got brown blocks. Um, and that's about it's, except it's that just not, these games aren't needed. No, and except they're high resolution textures on them, so they look even worse. And the weird thing is, like, so they made it. He's tried to make it so the trees look like trees, which means that when you chop the trunk out of them and the rest of it floats in midair, it looks even weirder than it does in Minecraft. And, and he makes the rather bold claim that apparently Minecraft is based on the Infiniminer source code, <laughs> which um, is a bit naughty because I don't think it is. Uh, but yes, it's terrible. Get the Mojang love, lawyers on them. I always love it when they post. Um, concept art and it's fucking awful it's like don't don't i just it's like something someone's drawn in the back of a lecture exactly it's it's kind of like that if you haven't got anything nice to say say nothing at all which obviously would mean we wouldn't do a podcast (laughs) but in the same way if you haven't got anything good to show show nothing at all um so i I quite liked the fire effect Uh, no it looks (laughs) shit it it does look shit okay you can see through fire generally it was just a block of orange that mo- wiggled around. I like the colour orange. Yeah. Orange say. is a fine colour. Um, no, we'll come back to the one that was quite... Uh, it was all right. Oh, okay, right. So this is one. Oh, <laughs> Dave quite likes the art style of this one. I do. It looks nice. James, Journey of Existence, a hand-drawn animated 3D game. So the video on this, it's it's all this build-up like, oh, first we had pixels, then we had high def, then we had 3D. But then we blah, blah, went blah. back in time yeah. and settled on something that Doom... Did better than I'm doing right now. Yeah, so basically all he's done is it's it's effectively like Doom in that it's uh, billboard sprites. But the only difference is that if you look at them from up or down, he's drawn frames from that that's as well. Been, it's been done though. What was that? Yeah, so there was a Sonic good. fan game that's called like Sonic Robot Something 2. Like I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it was a fan game, but it did that. Yeah. Way better than he's done here. Yeah, because the, well, cause the mean, artwork... W- the original Wing Commander was basically that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was just drawn from different angles. Yeah, so. Especially voxels, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of... Mm. Sprout! Sprout! Um, Sprout? Yeah, John Rittman did a game, and he had a system called Sprout that was this kind of thing, in that it was just all the frames rotated from different angles. Yeah, they're but, just sprites from different angles. There's that, there's that actually being made at the moment. There's a space combat game that does the exact same thing, where it's all just sprites rendered at all the different angles. Um, except you know, dead high res, but uh, but instead it, it's all hands drawn by someone who can't draw. Um, I mean, really, just un- terrible looking graphics, and and it's sad because he's doing the video saying, oh, you know, I think all the artistry's gone out of it, and you can see him just ham fistedly drawing really bad fucking sprites. It's mm. just and see, there's no gameplay as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like a game done in that style. Yeah, right. But then there's no game. He doesn't show any game. Yeah, whatsoever. Uh, yeah, it's just um, bad, and I don't like people who draw eyes like that. Um, anyway, I'll put a link on there. Uh, that's crap. Uh, how much has he made? $111 Canadian, so uh, $1 US. <laughs> yes, no, I know um, what that is. <laughs> it's about what it is. But at least, you know, it's Canadian dollars. You know he's polite. Uh, 
Um, what's this? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Now, these people have no idea what they're doing. Uh, this is a... Well, it's not a game. This is a picture uh, <laughs> called Grow Your Congregation. We're based game. That's what that game is. And it says, we would like to see an a, addictive, faith-inspired game that could be compared to MrMine.com or Cookie Clickers. And that appears to be the extent of their game design uh, aspirations. Well, it even says it later down. A yeah. Ga- a game like Cookie Clicker. <laughs> uh, and it's just really... It seems to me it's that some religious people have got a little bit antsy about all the violence in game and want to make a very, very faith-inspired game that could be played by people who don't like games. It, it, oh, it's it just awful shite, is what it is. And there's a, a little pen drawing that they've done, and they've got 29 days to go. They're asking for five thousand dollars, and nobody has given them any dollars, uh, despite the minimum pledge being a mere five dollars. So that looks shit. Um, definitely worth looking at and ripping the piss out of. Ah, oh! <laughs> now this is almost a highlight though. There is a game called Low Riders Game, um, which is a game about low. If you know what low riders are, it's where you have a car with ridiculous um, suspension in it so that it, you can bounce on it, right? Uh, if you haven't seen uh, any films with Hispanic characters, <laughs> um, we've got the hydraulics in them, don't they? Yeah, they've got to hydraulics. Make in. it go up. Hydraulic suspension, um, yeah. And the video of it is literally. A really, really low frame rate, um, poor quality car sort of bouncing on its wheels a bit, and then various other ones. And and it looks like they haven't bothered. It looks like half the polys are missing, like it's like they their back face culling them or something. Um, and uh, it's called Low Riders Game. I like just how little work has got into that title. It's a game about low it riders. It looks like it represents it. the game quite well in that regard. Yeah, it's and um, it just. The, but you know what the game is. Because it says lowriders game, but all you see is cars sort of bouncing. Oh, it, does say, it does say you you enter hopping competitions. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know how they're judged. <laughs> right. Is it who could hop the highest? I have no idea. Okay. Well, it looks dog shit. Is the important thing. Um, and the video tells you nothing because it is literally just five minutes without any dialogue. And then it randomly a face appears. Yes, one yeah. of the tiers is that you can get your face in the game. That's. True. It's the last place I would want my face. Um, but it's going to have online multiplayer. Um, just what the fuck? Just what the fuck? Is <laughs> just bullshit. Um, and I won't mention that one because that one was okay. Uh, it's not genuinely shit. Um, so yeah, there were, I'll put all the links up to them and we've made sure that I've chosen ones where it's going to be still running by the time this comes out when I eventually edit it, which, which is nice. Um, because normally, because I can't believe we missed out on that. What was that game that was the worst video ever, and they took the video down? Oh, that the one where that guy made out with that girl in it. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> sexist, hateful shit. Yeah, some absolute prick. Yeah. Ah, oh, I missed that game. What I can't remember what it was called. What, what, it wanted a million dollars though. What right? if they made their money? Um, no. Oh no, that was the one where they want they were giving you away rifts. Realms of Goldesia. That's what it was called. That sounds about right in yeah. its terribleness. Um, I can't remember what we were saying. Um, we just finished. We, we were wrapping up shit starter. Okay, right? right. So yeah, that shit starter. There we are. <laughs> that's that wrapped up. And that's, I suppose, about it for this month. I mean, yeah, what else was there? We can give a really quick overview of what we liked from last year in total, like a oh summary. yeah, like a 2013 wrap up. Yeah, that yeah. was a good idea, Ian. We should have done that at the start. That feels like the sort of thing you do at the start. 
We maybe we should, Before but we've never been at the height of professionality here. Have we, we? we have never even looked up bounce professionality. No. Could not even got off base camp. So uh, um, what about game game of the year? Dark Souls. That didn't come out in 2013. No, it's the game I played the most, though. So. Okay. okay. Game of the year every year, to be fair. Yeah. Exactly. You want to put Spelunky PC in there? Well, not as the top game. Oh, and okay. I, w- I want to put Spelunky Vita. Uh, there you go. <laughs> to every, to every diff- 2013, all three of us, different versions of Spelunky. Yeah. Well, okay. Now, yeah. I would say um, uh, the Swapper actually was really, really good. Yeah. That was, like a, that was a fantastic game. That was my game. surprise of yeah. 2013. I, I really didn't expect it to be, and it, and it came out of nowhere, which is wonderful mm. as well. It was. Uh, I remember seeing. I remember seeing like a bit of video and thinking, "Well, that looks shit. What's that?" Yeah, there was there was nothing about it that, that that I thought I would like, and then when I actually sat down and played it, I liked everything about it. Yeah, <laughs> so it was uh, excellent. Wow, just shows they should have had a better trailer. <laughs> That's true. Yes, although it's done. I think it's done very well in the Steam sale because um, it was on the front page. Uh, at about Good like for uh, forty or sixty percent off or something, I know quite a few people who bought it. Cool. Good for them because they're nice guys. Yeah. Uh, mm. Oh, I don't know. I didn't meet them. I didn't go to Game City like you, pair of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's something to beat now. Um, uh, what else? Antichamber game of the year. Didn't, I haven't played it. Me and Dave haven't played it. So ridiculous. I can't I, believe I bought you it. it. I've not played it. Yes, I, I own it. Dave had an excuse of like it doesn't run on the hardware he has. What are you doing? Play it. There's so many amazing moments where it just absolutely blows your mind. To be honest, I saw a video of it. Um, and Ten it, hours maximum play as well. Like, it, to get through it generally is like the average sort of thing. If you're not an idiot, I suppose, maybe. It, I probably just offended someone. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. whichever fucking idiot didn't. Whoever took longer than ten hours to complete Ad Chamber. I, I, I saw a video of it and it seemed like one of these games that's, that delights in going, ha ha, you're stupid. Look, this is actually the solution um, from the video. And, and no. that kind of it, 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 it feels like playing. You know, it makes you it makes you think outside the box continually, mm. and and it's like the box work. is in like four dimensions. Yeah, I, I, I really so like that, that's subversive a gameplay. So so I think it's something I'd, I'd really quite it's, like. It's really cool. I'll, I'll play it for next month. Good. Yeah. Okay. You're a year late, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, what else? Papers, please. Papers, please. Yeah, that was great. Best best story. I think, for me anyway. We see. I, I haven't complete. I I think I I bought it, but I played the um, the early sort of beta that was on Digsoft, and I haven't gone back to it. Kind of ridiculously, despite the fact that I really loved it. Um, so yeah, I need I need to do that. But that was um, gameplay wise, I could take it or leave it. But story mm. definitely. I kind of I kind of like that whole turning work into gameplay thing. I I, I find no. that. I don't oh, know I why, but I find part life. <laughs> well, no, that was shit gameplay. <laughs> Still okay. Well, should we have a worst of 2013? No, oh, no. <laughs> so we can just mention Carlyle. <laughs> well, um, there you go. That's it. Okay, that's in a nutshell. Uh, anything else for 2013 that you really? Jelly liked? no puzzle. St- still Fantastic. Cannot, cannot picture it in my head. It's just. Uh, I think it's a Hanno puzzle game. Is that how you say it? Something like that. It's just great. It's just the best puzzle game. It's the purest kind of design. Everything is so simple, and you go, "Oh no, I just need to move this here," and then you do it, and you go, "Wait, that doesn't work," and then you spend twenty minutes just fighting yourself trying to beat a puzzle, and eventually do it. It's a fantastic moment. It's really if you if you design puzzles, definitely look at it. It's really good to think of from like a game design perspective. Oh, I make Lego games, so I don't design puzzles. Sorry, <laughs> that would get me fired. 
you might make, have to make cut it that hard out. and stuff. <laughs> uh, anything else? Well, I mean, after Spelunky, the one I played the most was probably Stick It. Oh yeah, you had games going on for because like, you can just stop and start yeah. and that. And what was your? Eventually, did you get a high score that no one ever beat? Or no, no, I, I think I'm second or third on the high score list. Pathetic. I know. <laughs> Not even trying. It's the way I roll. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what I've been. I mean, Spelunky, I played an awful lot of that. I've played a lot of that. Um, I'll be honest, utterly addicted to Dead Island Riptide. I know it's kind of terrible. It's it's really it's one of these games that appeals to that the same thing that I think MMOs appeal to. It's kind of it's numbers going higher and stuff like that. But God, if I I, I found it incredibly compelling, and I, and I feel slightly ashamed about that because it means I'm I'm probably played, simple in some way. I played a lot of Cookie Clicker for a bit this year. Oh my god! I, so I, I, my understanding what? of that is that you literally just click on cookies. It's really it's actually quite cool. It's a really deep game. But, but considering you start by just clicking a cookie, but the more you do, the crazier it gets. Like, you you hire grandmas to like bake cookies for you, and then you upgrade to like cookie mines where you mine for cookies. And then you get a time machine which allows you to pull cookies from the future and shit. It's sounds, mental. It sounds a little bit like Candy Box. Candy Box. Yeah, yeah it's that. It, it's made by the same guy, isn't it? Is it? I think. I thought because he went so. straight to work on Candy Box too. Well, it, I think I think it might be the same guy. But Did you it's play that Candy kind of Box thing. too, by the way? No. Yeah, I can't, I don't, I, I but it is it. that kind of thing. It's just a really simple idea. It is just a pure waste of time. And you're playing it thinking, this is a waste of time, but you can't stop, and it's quite enjoyable. So is so it not like Cow Clicker, then? It's based on Cow Clicker, I suppose. Yeah, I think it might have been as well. In the, I mean, literally, you just click a cow. Yeah. And, then, and, he, and he made it as a joke, didn't he? Was it Ian Bogus? Yeah. I don't know yeah, anything was, yeah. about it. Yeah, he made it as a, as a joke. I know as that a I cooked, of... a click, a cooked a clicky. <laughs> clicked, clicked a cookie. You could have said clitty there, which would have been <laughs> much more amusing. Um, cooked a clitty. That sounds like a serial killer y thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that is Like horrible. Hannibal Lecter or something. Um, yeah, I think. I, I'm trying to think what I've played in 2013, but it's it's. I can only remember like the last month, really. I generally only play like, like Spelunky and Dark Souls, like my go-to see, sort of games. That's but... it, Dark Souls. Because I replayed that and Demon Souls. Um, and do you realise we're less than 90 days away from Dark Souls too? Oh god. <laughs> we'll, we'll end it there. We won't talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, 2013 was a great year for games and indie games and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, except for do you think the bubble's going to continue or do you think it's going to burst by the way no it'll keep going I think it'll blend more with AAA though like I think we're moving away from like people maybe slightly moving away from people saying like oh this is a good indie game it's just like this I, is a game now I think you'll good. I think you'll find yeah, a lot more people good. stepping down from AAA to indie than stepping up from amateur to indie well, that's I think you know, the people who run um, uh, Criterion have just stepped away, haven't they? In the the last couple of days, uh, the, the guys who run. I think that, I but... think you find it's hard. It'll be harder for someone who's like an amateur or a hobbyist to step up into the indie sphere. Yes, I think there's a certain amount of pulling up the ladder behind us. Um, in that it's Definitely, kind of yeah. the, the, you know there there are people who are sort of indie superstars, and whatever they produce, it will get attention regardless mm-hmm. of merit. I think I think there are definitely. Some people who are yeah, but the people who emperors. are those superstars generally, the the games that they make are worthy of that recognition anyway. I think some of them are, but then I th- I think anything Vlambia make is going to be amazing. Generally, you know what I don't I've I've been pl- I tried playing some more Nuclear Throne or whatever it's called now, Wasteland Kings. Yeah, hey, Nuke- Nuclear Throne. Okay, yeah, and you know 
I, it's really good. I've played the shit out of it though, so I, I need to leave it for a while before I really go back to yeah, it. Yeah, it's not doing it for me personally. I love it. It's great. Mm. So it's like that, and then yeah, I think those people are good, but like loads. I mean, there's probably loads of games like that out there that don't get the recognition as well. So it is a tough sort of thing to get into. I think. I think another point is that. Um, I, I'm a terrible graphics whore. I think if something doesn't look good, I, it's, I, it's not going to get. Oh, I'm the same. Thing. I, I, I need things to look good. And, it's and I also think like if something looks nice and polished, it gives people more of a reason to play. Yeah. Like the, with Titan Souls, if that hadn't looked like nice and polished and had the nice audio and stuff, people wouldn't have played it. The people that got through it only were like sort of driven to do it because it looked nice and stuff. If that was like just blocks of color. They'd just be like, no, sh- this is just a shit little diary game, I'm just going to skip it. So. Yeah, absolutely. So what you're saying is all the bits you didn't do yeah, I, I, are really I, good and I, sell well, the game. But all the decisions I made were, were to make the game more <laughs> enjoyable for me, but will alienate a load of people. Do, do you but not that's do the graphics then? No, Andrea did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Fucking hell, if I did the graphics as well, Which one's I'd be a hero. Is, does he come to the meetings? No, he's no. Andrew Gleason. He made Melodile. He lives in Australia. Australia. He'd have to come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you could have said Australia super, without doing that voice. It's a super talented <laughs> dude. I could have done, but I, was, I okay, couldn't help myself. Did he, did, did he do the graphics for the previous one you did? No. Leave uh, Me Alone? Yeah. No, that was me. Although, the, oh. my, Leave Me Alone, the graphics I did for that were inspired by the game that he'd made. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because they, 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 there seemed to be a consistency between those two games. Yeah. Okay. It's because I was ripping off his graphics. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, okay, well, uh, call it a day there. And cool. Although next time I'll probably remember something from 2013 I really enjoyed and be like, oh, but that. Yeah, I'll just throw it in there. Yeah, just throw it in there. Yeah. Um, cool, right, cheers. Um, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.